Again, glad that you're here. I want to give you a couple of important dates. Next week, we will meet. Next week, we will have our last men's power lunch of the year, so we will meet next week. The 27th and the 3rd, we will not have our men's lunch. Uh, you're absolutely free to come, but nobody will be here if you come. Uh, so be sure and take note of that. Uh, the 27th and 3rd, we will not have our men's lunch, and then we're going to start back uh, the week after that. Next week, we will have our men's lunch. want to encourage you. Let's finish out the year big. Invite somebody to join you. Think right now. Text somebody. Call somebody. Have them here with you next week. Wrapping up another year, and I think about just talking to somebody, what an awesome thing it is to teach men what it is that the Bible says, what the Bible models for us, it is to be a man who follows Jesus Christ. And the greatest thing that, that could happen in our town, the greatest thing that could happen in our church, the greatest thing that could happen in our, our homes and our marriages is that there would be men that would say, you know what, I'm going to be led by God's word. I'm going to be led and encouraged by the spirit of God that lives inside of me, and I'm going to exist for the glory of our living Savior, Jesus Christ. So what an awesome thing that is. Again, glad that you've participated. Glad you're here today. want to encourage you to be here next week. Today we are moving very quickly up on what has become and really what is the biggest holiday of the year, the holiday of Christmas. And that's not just in our nation, that is worldwide. We're very quickly coming up on the holiday of Christmas. Everywhere you look, and we were, I was talking to somebody last night, it used to be uh, maybe the last 14 days before Christmas, you'd see some stuff pop up. You'd see the things in the stores change. And now it's all the way back to October. We start talking about Christmas. And, and right now, the, the TV is all about Christmas. The, the radio, our schedules uh, are consumed with things that are dealing with Christmas. Uh, the songs that we're singing, the songs that we're hearing, everywhere we look, the focus is on Christmas. Well, today in our men's lunch, I want us to very simply... Look at and answer the question, so what is Christmas? That, that's our question. I want us to, to, to look at that question and to arrive at an answer for that question. So what is Christmas? We hear all the stuff. And we know all of the hype. But what is Christmas? What actually is Christmas? Now, most of us, I believe, would be very quick to say it is the day that we celebrate the birth of Jesus. It is Jesus' birthday. and that, that is what Christmas is, but it is much greater than that, if we can understand that. It is much better than just that. And so I want to show us today from God's Word how awesome this event is, the birth of of Jesus Christ. I want us to see on this men's lunch how astonishing this event is, the birth of Jesus Christ. Today, I, I could look at a whole bunch of verses and, and I get excited about the verses in Isaiah and, and Matthew and Luke and Galatians. There's a whole lot of verses, a whole bunch of verses we could look at today. But today, I want us to look at just two simple verses in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. What is Christmas? What really is Christmas? Two simple verses, Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Now let me read the two verses, and then we'll come back and we'll look at them. Very familiar account. Luke chapter 2, beginning verse 10, says this. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, that means see, take notice of, 
For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. All right, those are our two verses. Let's go back and let's see piece by piece the magnitude, the astonishing magnificence of this event of Christmas. Starting back in verse 10, it says this. Let me read verse 10 again. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. The first thing is this. This event is good news. This event is good news. It is good news, the Bible says, God himself says, that results in great joy. Now, I want you to to think about the, the, the bigness of that. Have you ever received good news that resulted in great joy? Maybe you got a bad diagnosis and you thought, man, this is terrible and, and we're not sure how we're going to make it. And you go in and they say, you know what, we misread that and that's not the true diagnosis. Or maybe you've gone through a hard time and you've gone through the chemo and you've, you've done all those things and you come in and they say, you know what, good news, the cancer's gone, it's in remission. Or maybe, maybe you go and you, you think, well, I'll file my income tax and I may owe a little bit of money and I'll have to figure out how to pay it. And they say, good news, you're going to get $2,600 back. Never does happen, but we respond with great joy. You ever receive news that you respond with great joy, uh, crazy joy? Imagine this. God sends an angel, and he says this news is great news that's going to result in great joy. This isn't some rumor that somebody said. This isn't something that, well, hey, this looks like a good thing. God himself says what I'm about to tell you, what is about to unfold, what is going on in this day is good news that results in great joy. Now, let me set the context right here. The world after sin has always needed good news. I don't know that we always make that connection. The world after sin has always needed good news. Ever since sin entered in, I want you to think about the news. The news is this. You know what? Your, your crop is covered up in weeds. You know what? There was a, there was a flood and that's destroyed. You know what? The, the wind blew and it took all that out and your house is, is laid over. There was a fire over there and everything is gone. The news has always been, you know what? There's another war. We have to get the young guys up and we have to go fight another war and a bunch of them we're going to leave behind. That's always been the news. There's been another divorce. There's been another sickness. It's always been the news. There's always another death. We heard about, well, there's another death. They, They passed away in their sleep. They died in an accident. Somebody took their life and there's another death. And ever since sin, it's just been bad news. But the angel of the Lord, angel comes from God and says this, here is good news. Now I want you to see something else before we leave this 10th verse. From God's word it says this, which will be for all the people. I don't know that we ever really slow down enough to think about that, but that is a big deal. God wanted us to hear that. God wants you to hear that. God wants you to know that which will be for all the people. Well, sometimes people think, well, it's not for all the people. And so I went back this morning, I went to the original language, and I looked up each of those words. 
All the people. Now, let me tell you the good news. It literally translates, listen, all the people, which will be good news, which will result in great joy for all the people, not just some of the people, all the people, not just the rich people, but all the people, not just a certain race of people, but all the people, not just the people that are like us, but all the people, not just the people that we like, but all people. I want you to hear this today. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news for all the people. It's good news. Then we move to verse 11. Verse 11 starts to unfold some pretty profound things. You know what, man, there is good news in the midst of bad news. It's gonna result in great joy and it is for all the people. Listen to verse 11. Verse 11 starts off and it says this. For today, for today. Now, every, I want you to stay with me. Each of these words are gonna be important. For today, listen, this matters. This matters for today. I want you to understand this. This is an actual historical event for today. Understand, it is not a myth. It is not a fable. It is not a fairy tale. There was actually a day when the sun came up and the sun went down. There was an actual day that everything changed. This is reality. For today, it continues in the city of David. This is talking about Bethlehem. For today, an actual day, this is a historical happening in the city of David, Bethlehem. Understand, this is the city where David, King David, was born. Now, I want you to listen to this. This actually matters. This truly matters. The Messiah, the Christ, had to come out of Bethlehem. He had to be out of the tribe of Judah. Well, you know what? The tribe of Judah, those ancestors founded this town. He had to be a descendant of King David. Well, this was the town where, where King David's lineage came out of. 700 years, about 725 years before this day, Micah said it would be in this town of Bethlehem. Well, how awesome. For today, an actual event in the city of David in Bethlehem, in this city, it says this, there has been born. Now, I want you to listen to this because it does matter. Listen, it matters. This is talking about a physical birth of a physical man. Listen very carefully. Mary makes her way to Bethlehem. They go there for there's a census that's going to be taken. He's a descendant of David. He has to make his way to the city. They make their way there. And here's, here's the truth of what's going on here. When they show up, Mary is big pregnant. You ever heard that? She's big pregnant when they show up. Her, her feet are swollen. Her sandals, she probably has to take them off. Her back hurts. And on this day, let me tell you what happens. Mary's water broke. Contractions started in Mary. They increased in Mary. And in pain, like all babies that have been born since the garden, Jesus, fully a man, is born was born. He's born a man. Listen, he had to be a man in order to save mankind. He's the, he's the son of man. He is the redeemer of mankind because he was born as a man, totally, physically a man. Verse continues. For today in the city of David, there has been born, now it goes on, for you a savior. For you a savior. 
See this. I want you to understand. Christmas is really about a Savior. And I think, well, what's Christmas about? Christmas is about a lot of things. Christmas really at the core is about a Savior. Understand this. We are cursed without a Savior. We are condemned, guilty in our sin. We're condemned without a Savior. We are hopeless without a Savior. We're waiting on the final wrath of God poured out towards sin without a Savior. Now listen, there's nothing we can do about that. There's no way that we can secure it. There's no way that we can earn it. We have no hope, no hope. We have no hope without a a Savior. Listen, without a Savior, let me tell you what the fate of your life would be. Without a Savior, you will live the days of your life in the regret of your sin. You will live your life and you will carry the shame of your sin. Without a Savior, you will die in judgment of that sin. You'll be like every other grave. You'll die in judgment of that sin. Without a Savior, you'll suffer for eternity in the place of sin apart from a holy God. We need a Savior. And the message from the angel is this. And there has been born for you a Savior. For you. For your rebellion. For your sin. For your shame. For your salvation. I I read that and I I sit there. I was reading that early this morning. And I I sit there and think, man, what what a mess we've made of Christmas and what a what a what a light thing we've made of Christmas. And I sit there and think, you know what, all these years I think, oh, Christmas is about a, a baby that was born in a manger, away in a manger, no room for a crib. Christmas is about there's no room in the inn and, and they have to go out back, there's no room in the inn. Christmas is about they take a baby and they they wrap him in swaddling clothes. Christmas is about a star that shines overhead and the the shepherds come and in time the wise men come and the, the angels are rejoicing. The angels are singing. Listen to me. Those are the facts of the birth, but the reality is this. In this day, in the despair of sin, in the darkness of sin, in the destruction of sin, there is born for us our Savior. We have our Savior. That's what Christmas is about. You have no hope without a Savior. But on this day, we have our Savior. Verse continues on and says this. Who is Christ? Who is Christ? Sometimes we think that's Jesus' last name. That's really his position. That's his title. He is the Christ. Christ translates Messiah. He is the Messiah. What What does that mean? It means the promised one of God. The anointed one of God. The one that was marked by God and then sent by God. This baby that's born is the Messiah. In Genesis it says that the seed of the woman would crush the serpent's head. In Genesis the Messiah is promised. In Genesis Abraham is told that one of your descendants will bring a blessing to all people. The Messiah is promised. In Genesis, it tells us in Genesis 49 that that the descendant of Judah, one of the tribe of Judah, will have the the authority to rule over the nation. It tells us later that David, one of his heirs, will sit on that throne. He'll hold the position in order to rule. In in the book of Isaiah, it says that he says that one will come who will be the wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father, prince of peace. One is going to come that's Emmanuel, God with us. Listen. When mankind realized their fate, and it doesn't take very long, 
When mankind understood they were lost in their sin, they were helpless in their sin, when they all of a sudden brought down some laws and thought, you know what, I'll make it up in the law, and they couldn't make it up in the law, when they did this sacrificial system and lamb after lamb after lamb is killed, when they understood their fate and they began to look to God for help, when they began to look to God for the promise that he had sent for their help, Isaiah says, oh God, that you would rent the heavens, that you yourself would come down and that you would save. They had long for a savior. They had looked for the Messiah. They had looked for the promised help from God. Their hope was in this Messiah. And the angels say this, this one sent for you, the savior for your sin, he is Jesus Christ, Christ the Messiah. The promised answer from God, the hope of nations, the peace of that we can't earn is the Messiah, Jesus, born on Christmas Day. The last of the verse says this, the Lord, who is Christ the Lord. Understand this, the baby of Bethlehem, the Messiah of God, the hope of nations, Jesus is Lord. What that means is this, Jesus is the king. Jesus has the position, Jesus reigns, he rules as the Lord. Jesus is Lord, here we go. We're headed into the last two weeks before Christmas. This is what Christmas is about. We have our Savior. We have our hope. It's the, the, the hope that God himself sent the Messiah. Jesus is Lord. Listen to the verses again. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Here's the question. Is he your Lord? Have you received him as your Savior? You see, it would be a terrible thing to finish 2018. It would be a terrible thing to finish these men's lunch and to hear about a Savior that came. The only hope that we have is sinners and for you to not have received him as Lord. See, the Bible says it's, it's more than just a bunch of information. It is information, but you know what? There has to be a day when you understand I am a sinner. I understand in my sin, I need a savior. I understand in my sin, I am hopeless. I am condemned in my guilt. But in Jesus Christ, I have my savior. In Jesus Christ, I have the remedy the Bible says if you profess with your mouth what you believe in your heart, Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. Is Jesus your Lord? I'm going to be serious about this hour. Is Jesus your Lord? Not, not something your granny told you, not something that your wife drags you to church, not something that, well, I'm, I think I did something in the fourth grade. Do you understand that you have a penalty because of your sin? Do you understand Jesus comes and he, he leaves the glory of heaven. He comes, he dies on a cross. He never sins, offer himself in your place, in your stead. They put him in a grave. They kill him on a cross. He pays the penalty. We can't separate Easter from Christmas. And on Easter Sunday morning, he steps out. He's alive and he stands as the risen Savior, the King risen, the Lamb who's paid the price. Let me tell you, if you've never placed Jesus in your life as Lord, do that today. 
If you've never said, you know what, I understand my sin, I understand my guilt, I understand my hopelessness, I've been fighting against it. If you've never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, do it today. Lord, I'm a sinner, I'm sorry, forgive me. Come into my heart and save me. If you've never done that, do that today. Best thing you can do as we leave this year. The other response is this. If you have done that, if you see today how tremendous his grace is and his mercy is, how great it is that we have a Savior, as we move to these next 14 days, let there not be a day that you do not praise our Savior, Jesus Christ. He is Lord. Glad you were here. Let me lead us in a word of prayer and we'll be dismissed. Glad you were here. Dear Heavenly Father, we come and I'm thankful right now that I, there was an actual day when the sun came up and the sun went down and a young lady, Mary, gave birth. And she gave birth to my Savior, my hope, my King, my redemption, the one that would take my sin and my shame and would carry it far away, remove it, having nailed it to the cross. One that would be placed in a, in a grave, the perfect lamb of God who takes the wrath of God upon himself. One that would rise from that grave victorious, the Savior, the King, the re risen Redeemer. Lord, I pray thanking you for Jesus Christ. He is my Lord. Lord, he is our Lord. He is the Lord. Lord, I pray as we move to these next days that we would celebrate Christmas, that we would celebrate a birth that ends with the resurrection, that ends with us in your presence, reconciled. Lord, I pray for some in this room that in this day understand they've never put their faith in Christ. I pray that today they would set down their pride, they would set down the things that, that have distracted them, and today, Lord, I pray that they would, they would profess that you're their Lord. They would confess their sin, their heart's desire will be to turn and follow you, and I pray that in this hour would be the hour of their salvation. Lord, move in their hearts. I'm thankful right now for your grace and your mercy and your love. And we end this day, this lunch, by saying what you've already said. Jesus Christ is Lord. We love you and we praise you. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.